Good morning and welcome to Simply Politics. It's Wednesday, January 31st. On today's show, a GOP congressman faces backlash for calling Cori Bush loud and suggesting she needs to tone it down, while China removes a top rocket scientist from a key political body in a widening military purge. Plus, a political funding probe shakes Japan's government as a professor goes up against the PM. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Politics. We start off with a heated situation in the world of politics, where tensions are running high as GOP Congressman Troy Niels advises Democrat Cori Bush to tone it down following a DOJ subpoena. Bush is currently under investigation by the Justice Department for alleged misuse of funds. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent, Michael. Can you provide some context to this situation? Certainly, David. The situation revolves around Repesner Cory Bush, a Democrat from Missouri, who is under investigation by the Justice Department. The allegations are related to misuse of funds, according to a senior congressional source and another source familiar with the probe. In response to these developments, Repesitor Troy Nails, a Republican from Texas, has advised Bush to tone it down. What exactly did Nails mean by tone it down? While Nails didn't elaborate on his comment, it's likely he's referring to the intensity of the political discourse surrounding the investigation. It's not uncommon for such situations to become highly charged, and Niels may be suggesting that a more measured approach would be beneficial. How has Bush responded to these allegations and the comments from Niels? Bush has not publicly responded to Niels' comments at this time. However, she has addressed the allegations of misuse of funds. While we don't have the specifics of her response, it's safe to say that she is likely defending her actions and maintaining her innocence. What might be the potential implications of this investigation for Bush and for the broader political landscape? The implications of this investigation could be significant for Bush. If the allegations are proven true, it could potentially impact her political career. As for the broader political landscape, it's yet another example of the intense partisan divide in Congress. It also underscores the scrutiny public officials are under when it comes to their financial dealings. Thank you for the insights, Michael. As we continue to follow this story, let's shift our focus to a recent development from China. Wang Xiaojun, a leading rocket scientist, has been expelled from the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference, CPPCC, the country's top political advisory body. This comes as the latest indication of a broadening purge within the Chinese military's missile force and aerospace contractors. Here to delve deeper into this is our correspondent, Celeste. Can you tell us more about Wang Xiaojun and his role in China's aerospace industry? Certainly, David. Wang Xiaojun, 54, was until recently the head of the China Academy of Launch Vehicle Technology, CALT, a prestigious state-run institute that is often referred to as the birthplace of China's aerospace industry. Wang spent nearly three decades of his career designing rockets at the CALT, a subsidiary of the main contractor of the Chinese space program, the state-owned China Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation. He is known for leading the development of the Long March 7, a new generation rocket designed to launch cargo spacecraft to China's Tiangong Space Station. 
So his expulsion from the CPPCC seems to be a significant move. Is this an isolated incident, or is it part of a larger trend? This is indeed part of a larger trend, David. In December, three aerospace executives, including the chairman of China Aerospace Science and Technology Corporation, were stripped of their roles in the CPPCC. Shortly after, nine high-ranking People's Liberation Army officers were ousted from the country's top legislature, five of whom are linked to the Rocket Force, an elite branch overseeing the development of the nation's nuclear and ballistic missiles. Experts who have long studied China's military suggest a corruption purge as the likely cause, possibly over the procurement and development of equipment for the rocket force. What could be the implications of these expulsions for China's aerospace industry and military? The implications could be quite significant, David. The expulsions indicate a shakeup in China's military-industrial complex, which could potentially disrupt the ongoing projects and initiatives. It also raises questions about the internal dynamics within China's military and aerospace sectors. However, it's important to note that the exact reasons and implications of these expulsions remain unclear, as the Chinese authorities have not provided any official explanations. And what about Wang Xiaojun's future? Do we know what's next for him? As of now, Wang's future remains uncertain. He has been replaced as the Cult's director, but there's no information on his next steps. His last known public appearance was in June, when he visited the southern province of Hunan and met with top provincial officials to discuss cooperation, according to the Cult's website. Thanks for that update, Celeste. Now, shifting our focus to Japan, a political funding probe is currently shaking the Japanese government, pitting a professor against the prime minister. This situation is causing quite a stir in Japan's political landscape. To help us understand the situation better, we have James, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you give us a brief overview of what's happening? Unfortunately, David, the details of the article are not available. However, it seems that there is a significant political funding probe underway in Japan that is causing some tension within the government. It would be interesting to delve into the specifics of the case, the individuals involved, and the potential implications for the Japanese government. Indeed, it would be. We'll be sure to keep our listeners updated as more information becomes available. That was Simply Politics reporter James. Now, shifting gears to another political development, House Republicans on the Homeland Security Committee are pushing for two articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, accusing him of failing to enforce U.S. immigration policies at the border. The articles accuse Mayorkas of a willful and systemic refusal to comply with the law and breaching public trust. Here to discuss this further is Bella, a correspondent for Simply Politics. Can you explain the basis for these impeachment articles? Certainly, David. The Republicans have not yet provided clear evidence that Mayorkas committed any high crimes and misdemeanors. They've held two public impeachment hearings over the past month, but neither included Mayorkas's in-person testimony or testimony from any fact witnesses. Democrats have accused Republicans of using the threat of impeachment as political messaging ahead of the 2024 election. So, this is happening against the backdrop of the Biden administration struggling with the surge of migrants at the southern border. How does this factor into the situation? Yes, the Biden administration has been grappling with a significant increase in migrants at the southern border. 
Republicans have long sought to highlight this issue to undermine the president in an election year. This push for impeachment seems to be another strategy in that direction. What do constitutional experts and Democrats say about this impeachment push? Constitutional experts and Democrats argue that Republicans are misusing impeachment. They believe it's being used not to protect the country from despotic leadership, as intended by the framers of the Constitution, but to address a policy dispute. In fact, two law professors who testified before the committee this month stated they did not see a constitutional basis for impeachment. It's certainly a complex situation. Thanks for shedding light on this issue, Bella. And with that, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Politics. We'll see you back here tomorrow.